This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Recently, Pastor Ray finished the two-day message of encouragement he called Overcoming Weariness. It was a message about how true hope, partnered with faith as God has designed it, should be at work in our lives to make even the most outrageous dreams come true, but sometimes just doesn't. This week's six-day series entitled, Let's Talk About Hope, is all about making the worldly saying hope can make your dreams come true a heavenly reality. It's a message about dreaming big and overcoming the sometimes discouraging effects of that weariness and the delays, setbacks, and disappointments that can often accompany it. What powerful lessons and revelations Pastor will share from the life of Abraham, illustrating hope's powerful spiritual partnership with faith and the spiritual truth that faith without hope is merely hopeless faith. Learn all about what Pastor calls the true treasure within us all, never holding back our gifts, never changing what is going on within us, never looking back, and never compromising our expectations. I want you to go with me quickly to uh, Romans chapter 4, and we learn a very valuable lesson about our father, or the, we call the father of, of our faith, Abraham. This book is filled with thousands of promises. One, one person said 7,000, I heard 32,000. I don't know what it is, I never counted them all. But let's say 7,000 promises, and every one of these promises are for you, and every one of these promises points you in a better direction than where you are right now. And you ought to have the hope that every one of these promises are going to be a reality in your life. And then by faith, you're going to walk it out, doing what you're supposed to do in your life. All right? So it says here in verse 13, for the promise that he would be the heir, speaking about Abraham, of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For, um, there's a lot of teaching here, but we're not going to get into all that. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So simply, that's just telling us that, that the way to the promise, first of all, Jesus being the promised Savior, but also all of the promises of God is not through us following a list of rules and regulations, especially that were outlined in the Old Testament. There are a lot of Christians that try to live by rules and regulations, but I, I gave that up. That's religion. I live by relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I won't do certain things not because I'm afraid of breaking a rule. I don't do certain things because I don't want to break the heart of my Savior. And when I break the heart of my Savior, that's when I'm forced because I feel so awful, because I love him, because I'm in relationship with him, that I fall to my knees and repent. It's not because rules tell me to do it. 
it's because my heart tells me to do it. And what this is teaching us is that the way to the promises of God is not going to be through, uh, or through righteousness, and is not going to be through following a bunch of rules, but it's going to be by faith, which I have because of my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a trust in the living God. Does that make sense to everybody? Now listen, verse 17. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations, speaking to Abraham, in the presence of him, God, who he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So if, you, if you're poor, then call yourself rich. If you're sick, call yourself well. If you're depressed, call yourself happy. Now verse 18 Talking about Abraham, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations. Now, that's pretty interesting. If you know the story of Abraham and Sarah, they were both well advanced in age. Sarah, I think Abraham was 100, and Sarah was nearing 100. And God said, came to him and said, you're going to have a kid. Well, let me tell you what. When you're 100, you're shriveled up no matter what. I don't care how much exercise and vitamins you take, how much spinach you eat. <laughs> You're shriveled up, man. <laughs> and God comes and says, guess what? You're going to have a kid now? <laughs> You're kidding me, Lord, now? And this is what God spoke to Abraham. And notice what it says. It says, against all hope. Now, you got to, I mean, just think, think about Abraham and his relatives and friends when he went and said, I don't know if he had the audacity to tell people that God said, guess what? Guess what? Me and Sarah are going to have a baby. <laughs> That's right, Abe. We're going to have a baby. <laughs> I mean, just think of it. Talk about a hopeless situation. And you think your situation is bad. I mean, here God tells me he's going to have a baby. And he's 100 years old. <laughs> Sarah's nearing 100. And it says in the word, it says, this is the attitude. This is the attitude that this is probably why Abraham was selected by God to be the father of faith. Because he said, against all hope. It doesn't matter how hopeless things are ever in your life. He said, you have to follow the pattern that Abraham laid down. He said, against all hope, in hope. Let me give it to you with my definition. Against all joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come, in joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come, he believed God and therefore he became. Therefore he became. Therefore that which God had spoken to him became a reality in this realm, in this realm of reality. But what did he have to do? Against all hope, in hope, maintained faith in God. He wouldn't let the vision be dashed. He wouldn't let the scoffers and the naysayers and the, the unbelievers around him dash his hopes and dreams. He said, God spoke to me. I've got the word of God. Against all hope, in hope, he believed, and therefore he became. Therefore, that which God had spoken to his heart became a reality. Wow. That's why I say you better never give way to this idea that things are hope. Nothing is hopeless in your life. 
Your future is bright against the hopelessness. Is, you have to stand against that hopelessness. And in that hopelessness, hold on to hope with all that you've got. And maintain your level of faith. And thus you will become. You will receive. You will see the things that you're standing for in faith become a reality and become sight in your life. Against all hope, in hope, he refused to be hopeless. He knew of the reality of the circumstances, but he refused to allow that to take away his hope. His hope, his joyful, confident, favorable expectation was that God was going to give him a son. Even if he was dried up. Even if by this time they were sleeping in twin beds in di different rooms. <laughs> because he snored too much. That's just Pastor Ray's little version on that. It, it <laughs> Someone said, that's, that's my life. No. <laughs> it better not be. If you're married, you better get in the bed together. That's a whole other sermon for a whole other day. <laughs> the couple that sleeps together will stay together. All right. Let me give you these things and then we'll... <laughs> Are you getting something out of this? <clears throat> All right. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, no matter what, you maintain your hope. Seven things... Well, wait, let me finish. Wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me continue reading before I give you my seven, seven things. Then I'll give you... All right. So verse 18. Who contrary to hope in hope... See, I'm going ahead of myself. Contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became... Uh, just, get, just get that, all right? Just get that if you don't get anything else. Who contrary to hope in hope believed. In hope maintained his faith. Everything pointed to hopelessness. But he refused the hopelessness and in joyful, confident, favorable expectation, he maintained his faith that God would bring about that which God spoke to him. And for us, translated to us in the New Testament terms, is that the word of God will become a reality in our lives if we hold fast to our hope and our faith. So a contrary to hope, in hope believed so that he became. In hope believed so that he became. He became. It became a reality for him in his life. The father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Now listen, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he, God, had promised, he was also able to perform. See, so seven things, let me give you these seven things, she'll put them up on the board. Seven things that Abraham did to keep his hope alive. Keep his hope alive, his joyful, confident, favorable expectation of what is to come. Number one, he maintained hope even in a hopeless situation. Very simple. He just refused to give way to hopelessness. He refused the temptation and the tauntings of the devil that would speak to him just like he speaks to all of us. That's never going to happen. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. You've gone a little too far with this religion stuff. You've gone a little too far. What's, what, what's that church you're going to? What are they teaching you there? Are you nuts? Are you out of your mind? God doesn't do that kind of stuff. That, see, 
against all hope, he maintained his hope, his joyful, confident, favorable expectation in the midst of hopelessness. And that's maybe some of you are in that place right now where you feel hopeless about your situation. You feel hopeless about your future. You feel hopeless about whatever it is in your life. But you must refuse that hopelessness with everything you have. And in the midst of that, paint a picture. Paint a glorious picture. Paint something and put it before you. Get a vision of a glorious future in God. And against all hopelessness, refuse that hopelessness and maintain joyful, confident, favorable expectation of what is to come into your life. So he maintained hope even in a hopeless situation. Two, he was not weak in faith. He maintained his level of faith even though he was faced with a hopeless situation. He refused to get weak in his faith. Now we can talk about faith in many ways, but faith boiled down is just trusting God. Trust that God's word, what God has spoken, is going to come to pass in my life. That's what faith is. Faith is no, nothing more than just simple, blind trust in God. So, so as I read this word and as I see, you know, the promises of God, I just trust that this is the way it's going to be in my life because I begin to have faith for it. See, I, I was poor, broke, didn't, couldn't, I mean, and, and I just got sick and tired of being poor and broken without anything. And I, I began to thrust out a hope because I found it in God's word. I found out that God came, Jesus, Jesus came to give me life and to give it to me more abundantly. I found out that prosperity was the reward of the righteous. I found out that, that Jesus, uh, though he was rich, for my sake became poor, that through his poverty I might become rich. I got more amens on this side. I better stand on this side. I said, rich. Yes. Some of you are sitting there saying, oh, yeah, well, that's good. Maybe it works for you. You know, you're the preacher. You know, you're, what? That's why you're not getting anywhere. You don't have hope for it. You have more criticism, more skepticism. You're skeptical instead of being a person of faith. That's why I say people like to take offense, but you ought to take lessons. I learned from the people that have gone before me. I've watched their lives very carefully. I've watched their faith very carefully. Then I began to apply the principles that they were applying that were working in their life to my life. And now my life just, isn't that interesting? My life is taking on the same blessings that they have in their life beginning to form into shape in my life. And I'm walking in the same blessings that they're walking in. The Bible says, be imitators of those who through faith and patience are inheriting the promises of God. He wasn't weak in faith. Number three, he didn't consider his own body, his own insufficiency. You may look at your own insufficiency. I did that when God told me to start this church and I had the vision for this church and this work up here in the Northeast. I mean, every, you know, oh, well, you know, churches up in the Northeast, they don't really grow. They don't really, you know, and, and I began to look at my own insufficiency. Well, I'm not educated enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not charismatic enough. I'm not tall enough. Everybody's bigger than me. I get intimidated. You know, I have to look up to some people. Hallelujah. Thank God that God's put some nice things in small packages. Right? <laughs> but you see, if you're not careful, you'll use, the devil will use in your life, he'll, he'll get you focused on your 
insufficiency and say, how can you do that? And you say, mind your own stinking business. This is between me and God. Because I believe that all things are possible with God. Is everybody with me? Listen, anytime you set out to do something or believe some great, one of the great promises from God's word, you're always going to have a sense of insufficiency. How's that going to happen? I don't know. That's, that's getting a little out there. Baby, you need to get out there. I mean, you're so bound up, man. You're in the boat all bound up like a mummy. You, you need to break loose. Turn to someone and say, break loose. You see. Well, I mean, really, when I looked at myself, I said, who am I? I mean, I'm the, I'm the most least likely person that would... Why is my family shaking their head yes? Why are you going? Dear Jesus, help me, man. Prophets only without honor. His own hometown, that's it. But, but... But Abraham didn't consider his insufficiency. Against the odds, he maintained hope. He had more faith in God, and he had zero faith in himself. And that's maybe where some of us have got to get to, where we have total, absolute trust and reliance on God, and we say, Lord, you don't come through. I can't do this on my own. I'm not smart. And I've said that many times, Lord. I'm not big enough, strong enough, smart enough, educated enough, this enough, that enough. I gave him all the reasons why I was not qualified. And God said, do it and keep doing it until I tell you to stop. Oh. Number four, he did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't consider the insufficiency of his spouse or the one that he's connected to. Sometimes people make excuses. It's a woman you gave me, God. That's why I can't get anywhere. She holds me back every time I want to do something. She holds me back. <laughs> why, why are all the men laughing, the women? <laughs> Stop blaming your spouse. You know, he didn't, he didn't look to his wife's insufficiency. Or you look around and you say, you know, you know, for some other reason, you know, I don't come from a wealthy family. Stop looking at, at the, yeah, this, that, and all the insufficiency that's around you. Abraham refused to do that. He says he didn't look at his own, he didn't look at his wife's. Number four, five, he did not waver at the promise and Amplified Version says, doubtingly question. He didn't doubtingly question the promise. He just took the promise by faith. He said, God, you said it. Here, this is the attitude you all need to adopt. God, you said it. I believe it. And that's it. That settles it. Smith Wigglesworth said that many years ago. I believe it. And that's that. You said it. I believe it. And that settles it. It's done. He undoubtedly, he, 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 he didn't doubtingly question he didn't waver at the promise. See, I'm going to tell you what. This is not going to become a reality to, to you until you really believe it. And I would suggest that you stay in it and confess it and chew it and say it and read it and hear it and listen to it and listen to it and listen to it and listen to it until you believe it. Because once you believe it, then you will have faith for it and it will become a reality in your life. Number six, he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Now, there are many things you could say about this, but I say that he just worshiped God in the midst of all of this 
doubt and unbelief in this challenge. Just worship the Lord, lift it up his hands and worship God. I'm going to tell you what, I learned something uh, from this verse that, that, that you know, in, when, you're, when, when, you're, when you're standing in faith for stuff and you're believing God and you're doing the word of God and you've got a hope out there, you know, sometimes you've got to worship your way through it. Sometimes you've prayed all you can pray. You've confessed all you conf can confess. You, you've stood on the word. All you've you got to do now is just stand there and just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. And don't be singing those songs like I told you about before. It'll get better when I die on the other side. You know. When I get to the by and by, forget it, man. Sink those songs. Get rid of them. I don't want to hear whining and complaining. We want to hear faith. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. That's my faith. That's my hope. Right? Strengthened in faith. Sing good songs. That's why we go through all the songs. See, I drive you all crazy about the song, but I'm watching every stinking little word. And there's even one word that it turns, makes, makes me go like that. Trash it. Get it out. I want to hear it. So I want to create faith in the house, not doubt. I want people to know they can live in the now. They can be blessed now. Stop singing songs about the high and the, and the by and the by, you know, by and by when I get to heaven. Forget it. When I get there, I'm going to be very happy that I'm there, but I want to be really happy that I'm here. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So, so I need help now, right? I know I'm going to have a mansion in the sky. But I need a mansion down here for a while. Right? Praise the Lord. All right. So, so he was strengthened faith, giving glory to God. Number seven, we'll finish right here. He was fully convinced that God could and would perform it in his life. Fully convinced. Are you fully convinced that the word is going to work in your life? Fully convinced that God was able to perform that which he had spoken over his life. So you have to say to say, God, you can do it. I know you can do it, Lord. I'm just going to stand in faith, believe, and trust you. And I know it's going to become a, a possibility. It's going to become a reality in my life. It, 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 it's going to happen in my life because, because I am convinced. I'm convinced. See, when you get, when you get convinced by the word, when you're convinced by the word, you're not nervously standing on the word anymore. You're not, you don't have worry in your heart. You're just, you're just doing it. You're just doing it, doing it. And it's just amazing how the blessings show up, how the increase shows up, how the opportunities open, how the doors open, how everything begins to move in your direction when you just, you just, you're convinced. I'm convinced, God, my life is in your hands. You said you came to give me life and to give it to me more abundantly. That means that I'm going to walk the abundant life. I may not be feeling it right now, but I know it's coming to pass. That's my hope. That's my joyful, confident, favorable expectation. I'm going to do all the faith stuff I need to do. I'm going to be a giver. I'm going to be a forgiver. I'm going to be a lover. I'm going to be a helper. I'm going to be a worker. I'm going to have a good attitude. I'm going to grow and abound in the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and, and I'm just, come on. I'm going to praise you and worship you. And the end result is that I'm going to walk right into that which was a hope, and then your hope becomes a reality in your life. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors